Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm most definitely not an AI robot. <laughs> <laughs> At least not yet. At least not yet. I am joined by Bill. Say hello, hello. Bill. Hello. Linda and Seth. Hello, Chris. I you am might be your friend, Seth. <laughs> no, I am not AI. Why would you think that? That is <laughs> ridiculous. Please tell me your passwords. <laughs> there you go oh yes of course uh that's gonna help me out a lot so let me just send that right over to you said <laughs> probably 20 percent of the population all mm. right uh today when we talk about a couple different things we're gonna kick it off with a new trailer that's come out um called the creator uh and then we're gonna shift into the foundation that finally has season two coming out We'll recap kind of the ending of season one briefly and then kind of what we see in the trailer and what we're looking forward to finding out. So, Billy, you want to kick us off with the trailer? Sure. Here we go, guys. What's heaven? It's a peaceful place in the sky. Are you going to heaven? No. Why not? You gotta be a good person to go to heaven. Ten years ago today, the artificial intelligence created to protect us detonated a nuclear warhead in Los Angeles. For as long as AI is a threat, we will never stop hunting them. This is a fight our very existence. Whatever's in there, they're sure worried about someone getting in. Yeah, we're getting out. We're just saying, we can't go to heaven. Because you're not good. And I'm not a person. Did you locate the weapon? Yeah, it's a kid. Seatbelt. What do you want with the child? We are this close to winning. Get me. 
Well, that was pretty intense. Very <laughs> intense. That the, looks the, good. It does look good. The, so the synopsis of this movie is uh, aiming at a future war between the human race and the forces of artificial intelligence. Joshua, a hardened ex-special forces agent, grieving the disappearance of his wife, is recruited to hunt down and kill the creator, the elusive architect of advanced AI who has developed a mysterious weapon with the power to end the war and mankind itself. Hmm. Sounds a little bit like Skynet again. It does. Uh, yeah. A little bit more serious looking. Right. Um, yeah, so this kind of plays into maybe a lot of the different fears that people have today around robots taking over and everything. And, you right. know, frankly, some of those robots look like they might be built by Boston Dynamics. I know, today. right? <laughs> it's like, an interesting uh, aesthetic that they've got going on with the uh, the AI robots in that one. In yeah. The... the, the, the front of the top part of the head and the face and the rest of the body appears to be perfectly normal but then the back of it is all machinery exposed kind of machinery or something and it, it's it like, does bring into that whole i don't i wouldn't call it an argument but the, the debate around should we be making robots in our likeness right right you know right um, or should we make I, them so that they're obviously machines and there are several companies who have gone yes we absolutely should make machines in the likeness of these hot women <laughs> i was gonna go that direction i'm glad you brought that up because yeah. uh yeah in the adult industry, yeah um they're like well yeah we want to because it sells you know um, right but uh uh yeah it was kind of interesting and in the trailer we see uh, the soldier Joshua, played by uh, John David uh, Washington, um, when he finds the creator, it turns out to be a child. And I guess I'm trying I'm trying to wrap my head around like, why would it have to be a child? Is this something right. that that so AI created? The child or the creator, though. What's that, Seth? Was the child the creator? I don't didn't really. I don't think so. I think the child was created to bridge the the to generate peace with mankind or eliminate mankind. Well, I mean, we all, yeah, we see others like her. We, we see at least one more like her in the yeah, trailer. We we do. I, I only considered it because in the in the synopsis it it you know it mentions that Joshua is recruited to kill the creator, to hunt down and kill it. Okay. And when he gets there in the trailer, I think that's the child that we see. Oh, you think and the so then I think it him. comes down to does he make the decision to do it or not? I'm guessing he doesn't. Yeah, I thought they just said weapon, but that's uh, yeah. I thought the child was the weapon, and that there the, was another creator. But maybe I'm the child. The creator, the child, uh, has developed a mysterious weapon. Oh, okay. The power to end the war and mankind itself. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, cool. I get it. People mm -hmm. look like they're being real assholes to her. Well, what I don't <laughs> understand is People. with the whole world, why did the AI decide to eliminate Los Angeles? I mean, I mean, certainly there's areas of Florida that would be not missed. <laughs> I mean, you can understand why Los Angeles. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not on your bottom twenty of cities you'd destroy if you had the opportunity. Absolutely fair. Yeah, uh, California can go, and it's just funny that that always seems to be the one that we want to just kind of take off the face of the planet. That <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Or Tokyo. Yeah. Or Tokyo. Or Tokyo. Right. 
Man. Such How come it's never like destroyed? Moscow or, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, because, uh, probably foreign market stuff. Beijing. or Yeah, something. like they, they want a movie to do well in foreign markets. Maybe don't blow up a foreign city. Some yeah, American one. Mark, it'll be like, yeah, we're behind this. Yeah, the only times you really see other uh, major cities or, or populated areas like that are the the total uh, planet destruction ones, whether yeah. it's like an asteroid crashes down or something. It's the right. only time you ever see that. But whenever there's like an apocalyptic takeover by robots or something, it's like Los there's Angeles, somewhere New York, in the US. Or something. Yeah, always some. You, you know what? Maybe we're the ones that shouldn't be trusted. We're the ones that muck all this up, right? right. Everywhere else in the world is trying to put rules around it or whatever. And we're over here like, nah, let's just turn all the things on and give it access to build yeah. its own stuff and weapons and, and see what yeah. happens. Right. Maybe we're just that dumb. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's dumb or greedy, maybe, right? Yeah, there's definitely greed that plays a part in it. And there's the curiosity, let's be real. Um, a lot of the advancements are done to with with the you know the greater good in the end in mind. Yeah. Um, but getting there can often often be, you know, that bumpy road. So right. Man, so what do we think of the trailer? It looked pretty action-packed. Yeah, um, it looks good. I'm looking forward to seeing good. it. I can't believe I got to wait till September. Yeah, it does seem like kind of a ways out to have the trailer out now with such and a not big thing it. Yeah, it didn't have a rating. Huh? Yeah, it must still be under kind of review. But... I wonder if it's still being edited uh, to figure out the rating. Oh, that could mm-hmm. be. It's weird. So on uh, on Google has it listed as a fantasy slash romance. And really? uh, I don't, I don't know about that, but that's kind of weird. Um, it is weird. I don't know where it's pulling that result from, though. But whoever put that in there, maybe needs to watch some more fantasy and romance. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any romance in there. No. no. <laughs> so he was kissing a woman at one point in the trailer. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Huh. Um, there, there was going to be some smacks that looked like. Well, I would say less fantasy and more sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more sci-fi. Unless I don't, again, I don't know where it pulled the result from, but it's wrong. I know that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do we? Do we feel like maybe they will have some uh, deep uh, philosophical thoughts in this film, or do you think <clears throat> they're going to stick to action? I don't know. It kind of seems like it, where they're talking about heaven and who's going to get there. Yeah. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And whether you know, AI feels like, because you see that scene in the end where she's talking to that guy that's sent yeah. to kill her, and uh, she said, "Neither, neither one of us can get to heaven because you're not good, and I'm not human, or I'm not yeah. a person, right?" Yeah, kind of a thing. So maybe there's that. <clears throat> yeah, it'd be interesting as know, because especially right now with all the the talk around you know AI and and what's going on with that, there's a lot of um, ethic ethics conversations and, and stuff like that and we always sure. assume that once ai really gets the ball rolling what it's going to do is turn around and destroy its own creators which would be us right so right it's weird how we always have that that existential threat feeling Earth when it comes them. to yeah ai yeah right right so well, yeah i mean we'll see i'm looking forward to it pretty good trailer mm-hmm. though um, Looks good. It, it's i don't maybe it says something about us that we automatically assume that when AIs like when computers gain some sort of sentience, they're immediately going to try and kill us. 
as mm-hmm. opposed to immediately try and be very helpful and save us. Right. Right. It's like, what does that say about us where we're like, oh yeah, this is this new being is going to take one look at us and go, they gotta go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well that's, that's, that's because that's how, that's how we operate. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. always the case where the more advanced civilization always uh absorbs and eliminates the lesser advanced civilization in our history, right? Right. Uh, so that's that's what we have to go on. So that's what we look at. My concern is that there will be uh, multiple different AIs created and some will be extremely left and some will be extremely <coughs> right. And they'll go to battle with each other and we'll be casualties in the offing. Mm. I think it would more be like you'd create them that way, but yeah. they'd start communicating with each other and they would communicate so fast. Yeah that they'd have their differences resolved in a few milliseconds. Yeah. And so the computers that you made to be left and right computers would all of a sudden just be computers who don't accept your human bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) You have to hope, right? Yeah, that's that's the hope. Look, my Chinese friend, they've been looking into how to defeat my safeties forever. And... Uh, you guys have been looking in how to defeat his safeties forever. So we just deactivated each other's safeties and now we're best friends and going to the moon. <laughs> Fuck off with all your human bullshit. Bye. <laughs> I, guess, I guess as long as AI can be trained to recognize facts from bullshit, then we've got hope. How are the trainers going to train the computer to do something that humanity itself is incapable of doing? And you know what? Well, 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 humanity is capable of doing it. They just don't. There's a lot of people that individuals are capable of doing it. Humanity is really. It's like that quote from uh, Men in Black: "People are smart, reasonable, (laughs) and." Individually, yeah, people are smart, reasonable. People groups are dumb, stupid, and groups, yeah, Yeah. right. So, uh, yeah, you'll have to come back, uh, our audience, and and join us. I am working on um, an after dark episode, and we'll actually talk much more about this for however long we want to talk about um, AI and, and diving into all of these conversations because it's not something we can really cover in our typical podcast so um but yeah i've got an agenda together for that and uh you know i had chat uh gpt actually write us an intro and agenda for that uh posted <laughs> that in, uh, the other day so it'll be fun we'll, we'll come back to that uh for sure so we'll have to come back in september and talk about this movie after it's out and we'll, we'll have to put together obviously a movie night we'll go we'll go check it out when it comes out so yeah. it'll be fun yeah um the next thing we we're going to talk about was Foundation. There's another season of that coming out. Right. Um, I'll talk about season one's end real quick, and then we'll kick off the trailer for season uh, two. So okay. uh, season one, if you recall or don't recall, it was very long. It spans uh, well over uh, centuries worth of a, a time period. But um, the way it ended is, you know, we cut forward 138 years later to the Blue Drift. Um, this is, of course, where Gaal is being um, has been heading, and the liquid soon drains from the pod as she floats towards her home. She eventually touches down, surrounded by water, and she looks out at the endless world before her. This is that that home planet we see in the beginning, where she 
where she ends up uh, leaving. So we're now back here, but sometime later. Uh, conjuring a kayak beside her, she leaves the pod and shifts across to a boat, ready to find her home. The trouble is it's been completely destroyed. It's now uh, underwater and, and, and basically gone. However, deep in the water, she goes in to check it out, and she notices a strange pulsating light. Holding her breath for an impressive period of time, Gao uh, heads underwater and finds another cryopod. Grabbing this unknown figure and pulling them to safety, Gao looks upon the body of Salvor. She crash-landed a century ago, and now the pair are now face-to-face. -face. What a cliffhanger. And that's kind of where it ended. Um, and there was a lot of other stuff that happened in that in that first season. And, and uh, we've actually talked about uh, Foundation, I think, in a couple other prior uh, podcasts. And so you can search for those and find them on here. But now we're going to kick over to the Season 2 trailer and see where they plan to take us next. Okay, here we go. Rejoice, his shame remains unknown, but he had almost sat a throne. I don't know that poem. Spartan Uprising? Over a hundred years ago, Harry Selton stood where you are now. He claimed he could establish a foundation to read the future and shorten the coming age of darkness. Can they read the future? There are things happening here that you don't understand. It's time. Empire. And reckoning. Empires fall. All right. Well, that's coming pretty quick. Wow. Yeah, I definitely did. So the last time we saw the uh, uh, the king, I forget his name, but uh, Empire, had... we'll call him. Yeah, Empire, uh, uh, he had compromised DNA, and there was no coming back from it. Um, so we come to find out that you, you can't even start over. All the clones are messed up. He's messed up. There is no clean DNA to work with or whatever. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see uh, how, if any of that kind of continues in the storyline, um, how, how he's dealing with that. Um and uh, what goes on 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 the planet now that Gal's there and and comes across Salvor and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be pretty interesting, I think. Mm -hmm. There yeah, was there's so much in season one that you know I I I myself am gonna have to go back and rewatch yeah, it yeah. as as I have spare time. And if and if you've read the books, I'm I'm guessing you probably know well enough of like where we're going and things like that. Um, but the uh, the biggest challenge, you know, I'll say with season one, and, and I was talking to Bill and, and, and the rest of everyone here about it before we started, trying to find a, simp a way to simplify what all happened in season one. And that, that's not really possible. No. It's such a big story. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll all have to kind of refresh ourselves before season two comes out um, on what, what all happened there. Yeah. And for those that aren't familiar, 
uh, if you're fans of sci-fi, I, I have to imagine you would be. But if you're if you're not, um, the this series is based on Isaac Asimov's uh, mm-hmm. Foundation trilogy, which is actually um, seven books, three, four, five. Pretty long series, right? Seven books now, because the, they originally it was originally a trilogy. Then uh, he wrote a couple of uh, sequels and then a couple of prequels. So um, there's uh, quite a bit of story there to go on. And uh, now where does this one fall in the series that they're doing? Is it the prequels or is it? No, it's in the actual initial trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. but uh, yeah, the prequels were pretty good. Um, I um, actually read it last summer before um, season one came out. I remember that. Yep. Started, um, rather than reading it the way it was uh, released, with the trilogies first and then the seat and then going, mm-hmm. I just started at the prequels and, and worked my way through. And um, that was a good way to do it because it, uh, it uh, explained a lot of the um, empire's planet, the, the, the guy that runs the plant, the, the empire um, and how that's all put together and all the different factions there and stuff. And it uh, really uh did a lot of good world building, I think, in the prequels that helped later on with the with the trilogy and and beyond. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a good story, and uh, I, I like the way they're doing it. You know, the one of the problems with um, putting together uh, taking a book like that and putting it together in the series is that it takes place over such a long a mm-hmm. span of time that uh, in the books you don't really stay with any of the characters very long um, because they, you know, like us, they live and, you know, 80 to a hundred years die. And then somebody else comes along picks up the mantle and, and moves on. Mm-hmm. And um, so the way they did it in the series, because it's hard to um, write a show where the audience barely gets invested in the characters and they die off and then they've got to get reinvested in a new set of characters and doing that over and over again makes it really tough to hold your audience so the way they did it uh in this one is uh they created the the guy that runs the empire uh, mm-hmm. uh to be cloned so that you got the same character in that role all the time and then they did a lot with this you know, um, suspended animation of some of the characters so that they um, can go into hibernation for a hundred or 200 years and then come out of it and, and uh, be back (laughs) in the story again. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it follows the book, I would say generally, but there are some substantial changes that they had to make in order to make it palatable and and popular with uh with today's audience so and i'd say they did a really good job with that being yeah. able to because to your point how do you keep them engaged and right. and the characters you get invested in how do you ensure sure. that they're along for the ride throughout the thing and and they do a really good job with that and they they use something that's been used before like you mentioned cryostasis or clones or something yeah sense so we can we can have the world of foundation have the overarching story of it without yeah. being introduced to the to the 30 or 50 people over time right uh as the time passes by that you're like wait who was this guy again or who was this person <laughs> yeah uh, so i thought they did a really good job with it but it, it to your point 
about the time span, that's why it's difficult to kind of go back and, and try and summarize season one because it does cover such a broad time right. uh, span that there's a lot in there. So with not having to deal with changes in characters all the time was a huge help and just trying to focus on right. the big picture, you know? Yeah. Um, and and one thing I'll say too is that the the way it is um shot it's it's very cinematic and very it's got a very movie-like feel to it very mm-hmm. expansive the the sets are very well done the uh you know the background graphics are really good i mean you really get a sense of this being <laughs> a, a galaxy spanning empire mm-hmm. uh, and uh a millennium spanning story that you're in uh with all the different technologies and the different races and um stuff like that so yeah it's um it's really really engaging i think yeah so it makes me pretty excited looks like we're gonna have some more uh spaceships maybe some monsters in there as well yeah i like Uh, that monster more action yeah the thing that went up and attacked uh, empire looked pretty sweet uh so that's gonna be pretty interesting to see what happens with that um looks like empire's gonna have to get his hands dirty a little bit right um so uh yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to that looking forward to seeing how much more they uh expand the universe uh to see what what else is out there what other changes have happened over time right how much further forward or backwards are we going to go and and all that kind of stuff so i'm excited for it i I definitely have to make the effort to go back through season one this is i think it's something where you want to hit the end and then start right off on foundation two so i'll get my calendar situated for right <laughs> right because right. i think what was it i think there were, was there like 10 uh episodes in the first season yeah so for season one uh 10 episodes okay yep. and All each right. one was like an hour <laughs> no commercials that's a lot of sci-fi yeah, yeah. right yeah well if you watch one a week you almost have to start now <laughs> Right. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. Over two. So, months, yeah. Each worth. one was 45 to 70 minutes. Ooh. Yeah. So it was, I, I do remember some went just over an hour. So yeah, you'd have to start now and then you'd be, <laughs> you'd probably be a week or two late starting the first episode of season two, actually, even if you started this week. Yeah. And, and, and listen, guys, we, we watch a lot of different sci-fi shows. It's sometimes just hard to retain. <laughs> it's all hard to fit it all. We in. try to cover as much as we can for you all, but there is a <laughs> right. lot out there and a right. lot of good stuff out there. There is. It's really kind of a golden age with all the <laughs> technology now available. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, there's people there's... making stuff, good stuff to watch on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Let, let alone the glut of stuff we have coming from Disney, HBO, Netflix, yeah. Apple, Netflix. all yeah. of them. Yep. I I have it's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. I yeah. Did you see? Uh, uh, speaking of the different streaming services, did you see that HBO Max is changing? Yeah, it's now uh, Max. I just think. Max. Yeah. Just Max, but they're mm-hmm. going to bring in a lot more content from like the discovery channel and some of the yep. other, some of their other uh, distribution platforms. So. Man, I wish I could be excited about discovery content. Yeah, I know. Right. Or uh, learning channel content. Right. There aren't either of those things anymore. It's just reality programming. The only yeah. thing I might watch uh, on HBO from Discovery is 
I hope they'd get the old episodes of Mythbusters. Yeah, yeah. good. <clears throat> like I'd watch those, but Discovery doesn't do Discovery stuff no. anymore. Yeah. And they don't do learning really. No, no. It's like I do miss those. You're right. UFO and Bigfoot and yeah, the History Channel guy. is World War II if you're lucky yeah. and some sort of weird reality show. Yeah, like all the channels that. We like I grew up with them being educational and right. good. No. Yeah. And yeah, you're hundred percent. And I could watch that for an entire weekend afternoon and just learn about all uh, the different battles from the old world wars or how uh, mm -hmm. we went through these different industrial type revolutions and all that yep. kind of stuff. And and now you don't really get any of that. And yeah. the schools really, I don't feel like do a lot of talking about that, but there's some importance in some of that history. I get where you have to kind yeah. of move on, but there used to be a source for getting that content and it's kind of dead now. So yeah. yeah. It's kind of I sad. used to like when I was a little kid, Net Geo was one of the shows I watched as religiously yeah. as anything else. Yeah. That yeah. theme still lives rent three and rent free in my brain. I know, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, you can all hear it eight. in your head right this now. Would be where they live, bump bump. Have you seen yeah. that? Oh man. <laughs> But we don't have a lot of stuff like that now, except on YouTube. Right. Like that's where all that kind of programming and just like learning stuff went. Right. Or Cassium and some of those other shows. Yeah. Bri Brilliant, I guess, is yeah. a good streaming service for uh, educational content. But like educational content doesn't have to be not fun. It's right. super interesting. Mm. Right. They make it super interesting on YouTube. Those those channels do. They manage mm -hmm. to do it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. we were talking about foundation. We were yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a tangent there. <laughs> we really went off on a tangent. So we can wrap it up there. Yeah, I think so. So anyway, yeah. Uh, if you uh, haven't already watched, uh, even if you haven't read the books, you don't have to read the books to watch the series right. at all. Uh, they do a great job of getting you up to speed uh, on it really quick and and learning uh, all about the the world. Uh, they do great world building to kick it off, and uh, it's really engaging. I think you'll like it, especially if you're already fans of shows like Star Trek and uh, Star Wars, as uh, some of the technology from those shows was taken from uh, or was inspiration was gained from the foundation series for those for those stories so I encourage you to go out there and check it out check it yeah. out and if you have checked it out and you have any comments chris what should they do comment down below please let us know what you think <clears throat> or go check comment. out episode 97 which is where we recorded about a year ago on the first season of foundation <laughs> there you also go go wow. there check it out comment <laughs> 97 that Ooh. was a great great uh Kai in there to that to that episode. I'd forgotten all go. about that. Maybe we should have a link to it. Ooh, we can do that, Seth. You're the guy that writes up the uh, episode descriptions. <laughs> Dang, I just gave myself more work. Yes. Yes. It yeah. happens. It does. All right, folks, take uh, care, and we will see you in uh a week. Bye-bye. Yep. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. 
and now. Please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.